This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Second hour of Bink at Night here on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com. Chris Sunocero filling in for the big guy. Grant Nicholson on the other side of the glass, producing this operation. If you want to weigh in, you can call or you can text on the Jay Southland Tow Service text line, which is 913-576-7610. Also, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Cerro to 60. That is at C-E-R-O-T-O-6-0. Uh, Grant, what's your what's your Twitter handle so we can get you some follow? It's at my full name, Grant Nicholson, but no A in Grant, so it's G-R-N-T Nicholson. So make sure you follow him as well. You know, I was watching some old uh, some old clips from um, inside the NBA a few years ago. You actually had one of your your tweets on there, the the Jeopardy one. Yeah, it was the Jeopardy one. Yeah, and they they when uh, what's his name uh, Charles Barkley said Wonder Woman. Shouted me out. <laughs> so I, I saw that. I was like, oh yeah, I work with that dude. <laughs> So make sure you follow us on Twitter and obviously, I mean, that you're probably do anyways, but follow us on uh, our station account at 610 Sports KC. It's right now the uh, home run derby is getting started. I think that's Trey Mancini who's stepping up there. Everybody's wearing number 44. So uh, it's so weird seeing Salvi with a different number. Why are they wearing 44? I, maybe it's the 44th. <laughs> so we don't 40, know. I guess the 44th All-Star game. I don't I don't. That's my guess. Uh, text line 913-576-7610. Confirm that because I can't hear it. I, I, I have the TV on in here and then the other TVs on the, the Patriots and uh, and uh, Giants Super Bowl on the uh, NFL Network from 07. There's going to be a lot of home runs launched in this uh in this contest here. Juicy Otani hit one to the triple deck yes. in BP. Yeah, in BP, yeah. He crushed it. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll keep you locked on this. There, this, is one, this is one of the things I will say about this. They have, at the very least, they've done a good job of ma- of building up the pageantry with this with this whole deal. They got, the, they got this stage here that's got these they got these uh, flamethrowers on it and as the guys are walking by uh, when they're getting announced they're shooting up and they got these these little steam shooters in the back it's like a really good visual here like this is what baseball really needs a modern presentation so I, I actually really like this this actually looks pretty cool um, they they got to do more of this more of this pageantry as they they now uh, 
are introducing Alonso, and then they're going to introduce Salvador Perez for the uh, for the Royals. So we'll keep you updated on this whole situation. Uh, hopefully, Salvi is able to deliver and bring home some sort of award, some sort of title here to Kansas City besides another gold glove, which he would absolutely deserve. But I want to get into this situation with marketing for Major League Baseball as it pertains to the All-Star Week and the Home Run Derby in in specific. The Home Run Derby is, in the past, it has been a very big event for Major League Baseball. But in recent years, really in the last decade or so, it hasn't quite been pushed as much as you would like it to be if you were a baseball fan wanting to see this game continue to thrive as it goes along. Now, the NBA's had some issues with their dunk contest because you don't have the best players in the league going out and performing in it now. Um, you don't. Le- LeBron James has never done it before. Uh, Dwight Howard hasn't done it in a long time. I don't. Kawhi's never done it. Um, you know, none of the top players do the the dunk contest anymore. Nowadays, it's like young up and coming players and like role players who are never going to be star players at all. You know, it's it's a whole lot of Gerald Greens and guys like that. You know, Aaron Gordon's guys who are not stars, but like are you know good players to players who probably don't even play in the league anymore. Um, you know, players who are backups at their position, like a Terrence Ross or whatever. It's guys like that that are competing. Not as many star players as you would like to have seen, like from what we saw in the 80s and 90s. And I I mean, obviously, baseball has been different. They've had a lot of the star players in the home run derby. But, you know, as, as we talked about in, in the last hour, um, which if you missed it, you can go on the podcast page, 610sports.com or the Odyssey app. Click on Bink, uh, Bink at Night slash Bink Sunday, and it'll be there. Baseball has a real marketing problem. They're not pushing their stars as much. Uh, Rob Manfred, the commissioner of the league, is blaming the players for not for not marketing themselves enough when you know these guys need to be marketed by the league. But I, I will say this. The home run derby has not been pushed nearly as much as it should because you've got the stars in the game. Shohei Otani is in the contest, and they haven't quite pushed it enough. Like, they need to be all over it. Just as much, like, when we watch the NBA Finals, I've been watching them, obviously, because my sons have been in it. I haven't seen a whole lot of push for the home run derby. ESPN has the rights to it, and if I'm ESPN, there's nothing on tonight at all. There's nothing on right now. I mean, NFL Network is showing an old Super Bowl from 14 years ago. Well, 13 years ago. Um, they're, they're, they've conce- they've punted on tonight. Uh, it's the summer, so usually the, the networks aren't right. I mean, right tonight is like a great night for them to go out there and capitalize on it. And I feel like they didn't push it enough. I feel like I didn't see enough of it. Like I didn't see enough commercials last night on ABC, which is a you know a sister network for ESPN because they're both owned by Disney. I didn't see enough promotion of the of the home run derby on last night's game. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I was distraught because my sons were getting destroyed by the Bucks last night. But I didn't see a whole lot of promotion of this event tonight. And you can't go out and say, "Oh, well, it's the home run derby. Everyone should know." That's that baseball doesn't have the same casual appeal that it used to have. 
They need to be pushing this event way more than they than they than they do. When I watch the NBA with their starless dunk contest, like TNT promotes the hell out of it. They promote the hell out of the 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 celebrity all-star game. They promote the hell out of the futures game. Like ESPN's running the celebrity, and, and maybe they ran it on MLB Network earlier. I, I didn't see, but I, I looked at the guide, and the the celebrity softball game is going to be on at nine tonight after the home run derby on ESPN. It's a terrible time to run it. You got all these stars, and like the the celebrity basketball game, the All Star game for NBA. Usually it's right before the the futures game, and it's usually pretty entertaining. You know, you got someone like Kevin Hart on there, or you got like some old politician or some old player in there, you know, some, you know, social media star. It's like, it's, it's fun to watch. It's not like appointment television, but it's fun to watch. But like stuff here, it, the celebrity softball game, I haven't seen that pushed. Major League Baseball is not doing their job to promote the these these events as much as they should. They just figured out that the major that the major league baseball draft needs to be something that they are putting in a time slot where nothing else is there or almost nothing else is there. They just decided, "Hey, how about we put the major league baseball draft the Sunday night before the All-Star break?" They just figured it out. Before they were doing it mid-June in the middle of the week, it would start on like a Tuesday or a Wednesday in prime time while games are running. So if you wanted to watch the draft, you had to turn away from your favorite team playing a game in order to watch it. The the futures game that they had last last yesterday afternoon, where we had two of our top prospects, Bobby Wood Jr., Nick Prado, playing in it. If you were watching the game, if the game had not been postponed between between the the, the Royals and Cleveland, if that game had not been postponed. You wouldn't have seen the Futures game unless you turned to it away from the Royals game or unless the Royals game ended early. Like it was a real short game, a two-hour game. That was the only way you were going to get to see it because the Futures game started at 2 and the actual um, – it started at 2 and the Royals would have started playing at noon. Not good scheduling, not good promotion. If you are going to really make this an event – you really got to start scheduling this stuff when it's supposed to be scheduled, when there's time where you can make it an event. Like when we watch, like, like the NBA gets this right very much. The NFL is the best at it. The NFL took the draft, which would start on Saturdays at 10 a.m. And they decided, let's make this more valuable. Let's take a two-day event, spread it out over three days, First round is going to be prime time on Thursday night. We're going to shorten the picks so it's faster. There's more action. Then the second and third rounds will be on Friday, and then Saturday, four through seven. And it's been great television. It makes them a ton of money. The ratings are awesome for it. It's it's much better than it was back when they were doing Saturday and Sunday, and the first round would take like four hours, five hours, because they got 15 minutes for a pick. And it was just, it was the longest day. The draft used to not be that great to watch unless you were a diehard football fan. Nowadays, it's so much catered to a casual fan that it's easy to watch. The The NBA is really good at this as well. Hell, they are able to get people to watch an event where there's no actual draft happening. They just 
pick the order of the top 14 picks in the draft. They do a lottery and people tune in to watch the lottery before actual games start getting played. They get people to watch a, a draft event that doesn't actually include picking players. That's how good they are doing because they put it in prime time. And they're just starting to figure that out with, with major league baseball by putting it at a, they they put they're putting it in, they had it in prime time but they had it at times where games are going on and they're just starting to be like okay let's put it at a time where there's not a whole lot of games there's only one other game going on at this time and on top of that it's on a day where it's right before the All Star break they're just starting to get that but they still got to do better with promotion and marketing because you have an event like this it should be bigger than what it is and. You know, as I as I'm watching the the um, as they're about to start the actual contest, their ESPN's running all these terrible 3D graphics right now. I still feel like baseball's missing out on a lot as far as promotion for this event goes. They've got a lot of talented players. They got a lot of stars here. You know, they're showing off Shohei Otani right now, and they just they haven't done enough to promote him. I mean, they should be out here next Babe Ruth. We should see commercials where they are showcasing him destroying these these pitches out here. They should be showing that. I mean, he just hit a hit a ball into the upper deck in in uh, in uh, batting practice for this event. They got to put that on a highlight reel. They got to push that because they're missing out if they don't. They have a star in the making. They, they not only that, but they they Mike Trout plays on his team. He's been hurt since uh, since May. But when he comes back, that's a great one-two punch. And they still aren't doing enough to promote that. Baseball's really got to get it together because they've got a lot of stars. And right now, we really are only seeing them push brands. Coming up next, I'll get you an update on the contest as it is about to get started here. Plus, I'll give you my NBA Finals takes. At night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Back in here on Bink at Night, 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com. Chris Nocero, Grant Nicholson. Home Run Derby is now underway. Trey Mancini is out there taking the first swings. I think he's at two right now. Now he's on, uh, he's, uh, he's taking a water break right now. I didn't. He's got, what, 30 seconds to take this water break. So, uh, yeah, he's trying to rush this one in. But, yeah, it's it's Mancini versus Olsen. Mancini uh, taking the first swings at it. So we'll keep you updated. Uh, I haven't seen the bracket. So whenever I see the bracket, I'll let you know when Salvi's coming up. But I will keep you. There's people on the text line right now um, from the 816. Uh, actually, yeah, from the 816, uh, you know, are you are you – Keeping us updated on the uh, on Salvi's performance in it, you already know I am. I'll keep you updated, so stay locked in here on Bink at Night. Another person from the eight one six. Would you really watch the Royals game over the Futures game, dude? I watched the Futures game for like maybe twenty minutes yesterday. I watched. I saw the initial. I, I I saw the initial at bat from Bobby Wood Jr. where he lined out. He he hit that ball hard too, and the uh, and the the color commentator was like, yeah, "Good hitters line out," and I, I you know I, I he's definitely right about that. So uh, you know it, that's that was a little bit of encouragement there, but uh, yeah, Bobby Wood Jr. I think he got I think there was a clip where he's saying he needs to hit the weight room after that. So, uh, but hey, when when you line out like that, I guess a good pitcher. I think that's something we can we can look forward to. Uh, another person on the takes like a couple people said the number forty four on their jersey is just to honor Hank Aaron. Thanks for the assist text line on J Southland two service text line, which is nine one three five seven six seven six ten. Trey Mancini now is up to nine home runs, so we'll keep you updated. He's still got just over a minute left in his uh, in his uh, first round. Uh, there in the home run derby. Obviously, when Salvi takes his hacks, we will let you know. So I want to get into the NBA Finals. Uh, obviously, I'm a little bit down about the performance of my uh, my Phoenix Suns in last night's game. They got trounced 120 to 100 against the Bucks in Milwaukee for game three. I, I will say this, and this is something that I think was like a, a big, the big storyline for the the NBA, besides Chris Paul getting his first ring, potentially pay, playing in this first finals and really locking up his spot as a first ballot Hall of Famer. It was the storyline of whether or not Giannis had lived up to the hype of the two MVPs that he won in, in the previous two regular seasons before this season. And I feel like Giannis now is at a point as uh, Mancini has hit 16 or 17 home runs now. Uh, I feel like it has reached the point where if no matter what happens, whether or not he wins the title or he loses in five games, 
Giannis's legacy is on lock right now. Giannis has been great in the finals. 20 points in game one. I think it was 42 in game two and 41 last night. He is on lock as far as his legacy goes. As Mancini finished with, I think, 19 home runs. He, uh, his, his legacy is on lock. He is fine. Because not only do you have the, the nasty, hyperextended knee injury from the, the previous series with the Hawks, but he's gone out there and done everything it seems like he could to get his team to victory. Game two, I mean, he was balling out. And, and I will say this. He's been assisted a lot by the refs. He's got 35 free throw attempts the last two games. More than the Suns have in the last two games. Mancini finished, yeah, Mancini finished with 19. Olsen's about to go up there and uh, start his round. He has been doing so much to carry his team in a way that you just haven't seen in uh, in in from him in the previous two years when he won the MVP. So you got to give him a ton of credit for how he's played. And it helps with the fact that the rest of his team ain't playing that well besides last night. The first two games, Chris Middleton didn't play. I mean, Middleton played all right in game one. But game two, Middleton was nowhere to be found. He was just jacking up bad threes and, and was, I mean, basically wasn't driving to the basket, wasn't trying to be aggressive. Drew Holiday, so bad. He was averaging 13 points per game in the first two games, and uh, he was shooting 31% from the field, which means he was taking a lot of damn shots just to get to 13 points. He was struggling on the offensive end. His defensive play was good, but the offensive end, he was a problem. And it got to a point where, like, Brooke Lopez last night is jacking up shots to try to compensate for the, the lack of shooting that they were getting from everyone else besides Giannis. But Giannis is out here doing his part, regardless of what happens. If they get crushed in the next two games and they lose this series, you got to give respect to them for going out and, uh, and and doing their part. Actually, Mancini actually got some bonus. Uh, I think he got some bonus time there. So now he's at 22 um, and he's, he's still hacking out there. But you got to give Giannis his credit for how he's handled this. Because the biggest problem with him was that he wasn't showing up. It's not that he's not winning. It's that he's just not showing up in these big games. Now you can't say that anymore. Now he's, he's finally going out there and playing well. He was doing it against the, the, the Nets, albeit they really just had Kevin Durant because Kyrie got hurt, James Harden got hurt. But still, Giannis showed up when it mattered. And I, I, like I said, I got to give him a lot of credit. I, also, I will also say this. A final series like the Suns and Bucks, I think is really, really good for the NBA. And the reason why I think so is because it's not your typical big market, you know, LA versus Boston type finals. It's not your San Francisco and Cleveland's not like a big market, but it's a bigger market. You know, it's not that finals. It is a, a final series between a mid-sized market in Phoenix and a small market in Milwaukee. That's really good for the NBA. Because one of the things that has always kind of been thrown out there as far as accusations go is that the NBA is really just for big market squads. It's really just for the New Yorks and the L.A.s and the Bostons and Chicago's. You know, that's really what it's for. And obviously the New York teams haven't really held up their end of the bargain, but the L.A.s and Bostons and Chicago's have. So the fact that you've got mid-market versus small market in the finals competing for a championship is really, really good. 
Because it means that you don't have that that impl- implied bias for these markets. It means that you get some diversity. And it's also great because you're able to build stars. One of the things that makes the NFL great is that they build stars in all markets and a team from any market can win. Now, there's obviously systems in place to ensure that those top teams have less access to assets than the the bottom teams do so that they're able to improve quickly. The salary cap, the way that they structure the draft, the importance of draft picks, the fact that you can't go over the salary cap at all like you can in the NBA, um, that helps balance the league out and it creates a ton of parity. But for the, the NBA, stuff like that exists that basically allows top market teams, teams with a lot of money, even though there is a, a, uh, a luxury tax, it still allows them to be able to go over it and still make money because if they've got stars, you know, there's, there's a lot of value there. So I've got a lot of respect for teams like Phoenix and Milwaukee, and you should too, for seeing these guys have the success that they are, be in this final series, and have the opportunity to win a championship and kind of buck the trend of big market squads dominating in the most important series of the of the season. This is good for the NBA. I know there's some people out there that think this is bad for the NBA because you don't have Steph Curry and LeBron James and, and, and Kevin Durant in this series. I think it's great for the NBA because you create new stars and you build up parity, which is one of the reasons why the NFL is so popular. Um, Trey Mancini finished with 24 home runs. Olsen right now is hitting, I think he's got six. Looks like that might be seven now. Yeah, seven. So he is up batting and... Uh, We'll keep you updated when Salvador Perez takes uh, walks into the batter box and takes his swings as if he were to win and Shohei Otani wins, he would face off against Shohei in the second round. Olsen is hitting some absolute moonshots right now, though. Yeah, he is. He's crushing the Destroying ball. Destroying the baseball. Mancini was barely getting it over the wall on a going, lot of Mancini his shots. Mancini was going a lot quicker, though. Yeah, he was going a lot quicker. And I, I will say, and that actually might help him out, because uh, Olsen just, he, he just took a timeout. And uh, he's a ten, so I, I don't know if he's gonna if he's, uh, if he's gonna get that. Maybe maybe with that the uh, the money balls or whatever he'll get he'll be able to catch up. But right now he's uh, he's not on pace to be able to beat uh, to beat Mancini. But like I said, when we get to Salvi, I'll keep you updated on that. Uh, as we are a half an hour into the contest, they're still still in the very first matchup. Um, and, and this break thing is going to slow it down even more. But uh, we'll keep you locked and loaded. And hopefully Salvador Perez can bring us some uh, some good fortune here in Kansas City. We get something good that comes out of the season besides just another Salvi gold glove. Coming up next, I give you my thoughts on UFC 264. Bank at night. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Back in here on Beak at Night, 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com. Chris Sunocero filling in for the big guy. Grant Nicholson on the other side, producing. So the matchup between Trey Mancini and Matt Olson is over. Matt Olson finished just short, 23 home runs to Trey Mancini's 24. So Trey Mancini will advance. As we move on to the uh, next matchup here, which will come up after this commercial break. When Salvador Perez takes the uh, batter's box, I will let you know. So make sure you keep it here on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and the Odyssey app. So I want to jump into uh, UFC 264, which happened this past Saturday it was from Vegas. It was a great event. Um, really, really entertaining show. Uh, I didn't. I, you know, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna pay for this event. Uh, you know, C Dodd certainly helped out with uh, with his likes. But I, I, I will say this: it was a very, very fun show. A lot of good, good, uh, a lot of good fights there on that main card. Um, obviously, the big fight. Dustin Poirier taking on uh, Conor McGregor. Third time they fought. Uh, the first time Poirier gets knocked out by Conor McGregor. Second time you get the knockout from Poirier to, to Conor McGregor. So this right here was the rubber match. Ended at the end of the first round with the doctor stoppage TKO as Conor McGregor snaps his leg right at the end of that first round there. And it was just the the lead up to this whole fight was amazing. It was very personal. 
And the UFC needs more of this stuff. They need more of the um, of the back and forth, the personal feuding. Listen to this uh, this clip here in the lead up to the fight that happened on Saturday. Honor in the build up to the last fight, you were unusually kind to Dustin. Now on fight week, it's the exact opposite. So when did that switch happen? Because he got knocked the f- out. Not McGregor fast, McGregor sleep. So you get that great build up there to this fight. And then after McGregor breaks his leg, like obviously Poirier, he was very angry at how he was uh, about how the, the first fight happened and how Conor McGregor was disrespecting him. He felt. And so in the, in the, uh, in the lead up to this fight, he was talking a lot of trash even though McGregor was pretty civil with him going into the second fight, he was talking a lot of trash. He beat McGregor, and then this time around, McGregor kind of reverted back to what he was doing before. And then after the fight, he feels vindicated. He obviously said, hey, man, I'll take this win. This is a win for me. And and give him credit for it. He was whooping McGregor's ass before that before that fight was uh, called because of doctor stoppage. He was destroying him on the ground, and and you could kind of say that McGregor was saved by the bell a little bit, even though at the very end he felt they were standing up and he fell back and and kind of and, and snapped his leg in two. Uh, but after the fight, after uh, Joe Rogan talks to the winner Dustin Poirier, he goes down and talks to an injured Conor McGregor, which this is one of the weirdest things. Because usually, you know, when we we see these guys snap their legs in, in sports, whether it be like a, a, a Dak Prescott or it be a, uh, you know, a Paul George back in the day. Um, whenever you see these guys snap their legs this way, Alex Smith, we generally, they're, they look like they're in so much pain. They're crying, at writhing. They have their foot in this air cast and they're being carted off. Uh, we don't really get that moment where we, we, we see them in that pain. And here's Conor McGregor being interviewed by Joe Rogan as he's sitting there on the mat with his leg in an air cast. Here's what Conor McGregor had to say about Dustin Poirier. He said that he believes that one of the kicks that he checked is what broke your leg. There was no check. There was not one of them I checked. Your wife is in me DMs. Hey, baby. Hit me back on my chat till later on. We'll be on the after party to win my club, baby. And that is like so Conor McGregor. And that's the thing that they need more of in the UFC. UFC's got a lot of great fighters. We got a lot of talent in that sport. But we don't have enough personality there. Conor McGregor is like the perfect guy for that sport because he's kind of like a, he's kind of Ric Flair-ish. He's a guy that's very polarizing. Um, he talks a lot of trash and he's a guy you either really love and you want to see him win every fight or you really hate him and you want to see that guy lose. And the problem that the UFC has is that they don't have enough guys like that. Uh, one of the guys that was also fighting on that main card was Greg Hardy. And Greg Hardy got booed unanimously by that Vegas crowd. They hated his guts. And one of the things that was so apparent, and he, he ended up losing to a, a guy uh, named Ty Tuivasa. And I, I don't know... You didn't you didn't watch the show, uh, right, Grant? Uh, it was so funny because after the fight, Tai Tuivasa 
he's got this thing that he does where after he wins fights, he like goes to the crowd. He has people in the crowd take their shoes off, pour beer into the shoe, and then he chugs it out of the out of their shoe. It's one of the craziest things I've seen. It's really entertaining. And it's so funny because like that's a guy you can get around, get on. And like when he won that fight against Hardy, he became like an instant star. But it probably hurts the UFC more that Greg Hardy lost that fight because Greg Hardy, uh, the piece of garbage that he is, is someone that I think people really love to hate. And the UFC kind of needs guys like that, especially in the heavyweight division where really it's just John Jones and that's really it as far as like star power goes. Maybe Derek Lewis a little bit. Uh, but they really need guys that people can hate. And it kind of sucks that you've got a guy in in Greg Hardy, for them anyways, that you've got a guy in Greg Hardy that is losing fights when you've got someone that people really hate. And I think a lot of people would pay to see that guy lose. A lot of people would pay to see that guy fight John Jones and then get his ass kicked, you know, get his head turned in. A lot of people love to see that. And people celebrated when when uh when when um uh, Tui Vasa knocked him out. That was actually like really entertaining to watch because it looked like he got rocked a little bit before he knocked him out. Uh, so it was it was really entertaining to watch that. But still, the UFC needs star power. They need people that guys can hate, and they don't really have that. Like they're they're promoting this show. I think it was for August seventh in Houston, and you got Derek Lewis uh, fighting for the interim heavyweight championship. That's not like a big money fight. And that's not to like throw shade at Derek Lewis, but he's not like a big money star. I mean, you we remember uh, if you if you remember a few years ago, he fought against Daniel Cormier and, when Cormier was the heavyweight champ, and he pretty much was no match for Cormier at all. Like Cormier just dominated him uh, the entire fight. It wasn't even close. Like that's not the guy you really want to say. Hey, this is the one we're going to have challenge Francis Ngannou for the heavyweight title. You want someone that that people are going to want to want to pay to see. Someone like John Jones. They don't want to pay John Jones. They should. They don't really want to right now. To me, they they need more guys like Conor McGregor. Like Greg Hardy isn't doing his best work, not just in in in, in the octagon, but on the microphone when he's doing his his uh, when he's doing his his interviews before the fight and they're putting together these video packages. Like he needs to be a villain. He needs to be a D bag like that's and, and and you know, certainly he's a terrible human being and we're going to enjoy watching him lose, but he needs to kind of lean into that a little bit. If he wants to help build up his profile, he needs to be a real villain that people want to see lose like Chael Sonnen. Chael Sonnen scammed his way into two title fights uh, because of the way that he was able to build himself up and talk his way into fights. That's something that you need guys in the UFC to do more. They need more star power like that, where they're basically kind of scamming their way into title fights. They need that more because basically right now, they just have a lot of good fighters, but no real stars. Uh, I, I've enjoyed watching the UFC over the years, and that's one of the things that I, I kind of feel like is happening more and more. And because of that, I'm watching the UFC a little bit less than I was. Cause like back then they had a lot of stars. They had a lot of people you wanted to see. You wanted to see GSP. You wanted to see John Jones. You wanted to see Anderson Silva. Uh, you know, guys like that BJ Penn, 
you you wanted to see all these guys fight, and now it's like you know you just got a bunch of good fighters. You know, besides like Kamaru Usman and John Jones and Israel Adesanya, there's not a lot of guys I really want to see fight, and Connor too. So they they really need to um, work on that and and uh, get this star power built back up in the division. Gonna keep you updated. Uh, right now, there are uh, they're currently at a break. I think it's uh, Trevor Story is currently batting right now. So we'll keep you updated. Obviously, Salvador Perez when he goes up to bat, we will definitely uh, keep you up on this. But I think it's Trevor Story versus Joey Gallo. I think is the uh, current matchup there. So we'll keep you updated on that. Plus, I'm gonna tell you why Mahomes did something. This he. He showed a little bit of something that he hasn't shown a whole lot of this past weekend, but it is great. It is, it is a great trait for him to show off. I'll tell you what that is next. At night. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours. The energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Final few minutes here in the second hour. Of Bink at Night here on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com. Chris Unocero filling in for Bink. Grant Nicholson producing on the other side of the glass. Second matchup in the home run derby's going on. Trevor Story hit 20 home runs. Right now, Joey Gallo has eight. And, uh, yeah, the clock's less than 30 seconds now, so... Uh, Probably not gonna gonna see much of a competitive second matchup there between Story and Gallo, but we'll keep you updated on how this, the rest of this goes. Obviously, when Salvi steps up to the plate, we will definitely make sure we keep you updated on it. I do want to get into Patrick Mahomes and. Now, he kind of showed a little bit. He doesn't show this that often. But we already, we know. Patrick Mahomes, he could be a little cocky sometimes. He could be, like, Patrick Mahomes knows he's good. I know he's, like, so humble in those post-game press conferences or in the press conference that he does before games or during the offseason. He's so humble. And he just, he's he's been, like, perfect citizen when he's out there doing those interviews. Great media training. But Mahomes knows he's damn good. He knows he's great, and, and he he's not afraid to let you know it sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes. 
obviously the the counting, you know, after after touchdowns, you know, sometimes he does his little flex. He does the little jump shot, the step back jump shot. He does, you know, he does some different celebrations. He tries not to show it off too much because, you know, trying to be humble, trying to trying to show some respect. Uh, Joey Joey Gallo now at uh, eight at eleven home runs as he gets into his uh, his bonus time, uh, trying to show a little bit of of humbleness. But we know he can be he could be a little he can be a little cocky sometimes. Here's Patrick Mahomes over the weekend uh, at a uh, what is it the ACC Open I think is what it was called. Justin Timberlake was there, and here is Patrick Mahomes when he was asked the question. By a fan about Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert. Watch out for Justin Herbert next year. I'll see you when I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Look out for Justin, Justin Herbert." <laughs> let, let's listen to that again because we don't hear this a whole lot from one Patrick Mahomes. Let's let's hear him again throw a little shade at Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert. Watch out for Justin Herbert next year. I'll see you when I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> He said, look out for Justin, Justin Herbert. He throws a little bit of shade there at Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert. Now, obviously, that's going to be a talking point. That's going to be bulletin board material, especially when the Chiefs play against the Chargers this year. They're going to use that as, oh, we'll believe it when they see it. If the Chargers somehow beat the Chiefs this year, uh, you know that there's going to be players like, oh, yeah, you believe us now? Like, you, you already know how that's going to be. But we got to see a little bit of cocky Patrick Mahomes. And I, for one, love it. I want Patrick Mahomes to be like that. Look, we all know Kansas City Chiefs are going to be the villains this year. They're going to be the villains every year now because people are tired. People are already tired of seeing the Chiefs be in the position that they're in. Three straight AFC Championship games, two straight Super Bowl appearances. One, one of those Super Bowls. People hate the Chiefs right now. They danced on the Chiefs' grave when they got blown out by the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. They laughed at the Chiefs. They, I mean, the Chiefs were embarrassed. They hated that game. I mean, here's Tyreek Hill talking about uh, how he still is embarrassed about that game from uh, from February. I've been grinding my tail off, man, ever since that loss. You know what I'm saying? Like, I take losing like kind of hard. You know, so, I mean, me being me, man, and I know my teammates being my teammates, Pat, Kelsey, you know, and the rest of the guys, Tyron, Chris, you know, they want to get back to that stage, you know. So I know they're grinding just as hard as I am, you know, because, you know, like, I feel like we was kind of embarrassed, you know, like on national TV doing the biggest game, you know, uh, in the last game of the year. So, I mean, we definitely don't want to go down that drought again, you know. So we'll be back. You know, it makes you hungrier the way that season ended. Exactly. Makes me hungrier, man. And that's a mindset of the Chiefs. The Chiefs are pissed about that Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes is you could tell he's he's motivated. They've shown there's been all kinds of clips come out of him doing work. There was that one that showed him running away from defenders. He was doing the drill, running around the cones and whatnot. Uh, You know, certainly getting practice just in case the offensive line fails again like they did in the Super Bowl. But this is going to be the story of the offseason, the redemption story of the Chiefs. The, you know, hashtag take it back. I don't know if that's going to be the the 
the the motto for the 2021 season, but it, it sounds like a pretty pretty damn good one. I think that's what um, I think Chris Jones approved of that one. Uh, I know Airhead probably tweeted that out. I feel like this Chiefs team is going to be on a mission this year. And Patrick Mahomes, he is going to try to go out there and show out for everyone that's doubting him. Uh, Mahomes just got rated number one by uh, it, for ESPN's quarterback rankings. And surely there are like Bucks fans that are like, oh, he should he shouldn't be number one. He should, you know, he should be behind Brady. There's probably Packers fans, oh, Rodgers should be number one, et cetera, et cetera. The Rodgers might not even play for them this year. We'll see. He's, he said he'll decide in a couple weeks. I feel like this is going to really push this Chiefs team to go beyond what they've done in previous years because they know that they've got all of these people that are wanting them to lose, all of these people celebrating them lose. A lot of people were happy when they lost to the Raiders last year. We're rooting for the Raiders to beat them again in Vegas, uh, though, though Patrick Mahomes worked his magic and was able to engineer a game-winning drive. Uh, so many people want to see this team lose. And I love the fact that they kind of have this petty streak about them where they're still embarrassed about that loss. There's a lot of teams that are like, oh, you know, that sucks. But, you know, we'll for, you know, short-term memory, we'll forget and we'll focus on next year. I love the fact that the Chiefs aren't forgetting this, that they keep talking about it. They're going to talk about it all year long about what happened with the Bucs. That's going to be a talking point all 2021. It's going to be brought up every single time they play a game. The fact that, oh, they were in the Super Bowl last year. AFC champion Kansas City Chiefs. They lost 31-9 to the Bucs. Offensive line rebuilt last year uh, in the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes ran like almost five miles running away from uh, from defenders, uh, from you know blitzers and defensive linemen. Like that's going to be a big story. We're like we're going to be paying extra close attention to that offensive line because of what happened in that Super Bowl. We're going to be paying extra close attention to McCole Hardman because Sammy Watkins ain't out there and he's going to be the number two receiver. And, you know, we're, we're going to have to see whether or not McCole can live up to the hype that 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 he had after his first season with the team. There's a lot of storylines there. Obviously, we're going to see what happens with the with the defense. And, you know, Tyron Matthews is going to be a big part of that. These guys have to be motivated. Because teams generally don't do what the Chiefs do. They generally don't get into the position that they're in. And it makes, uh, it, it, makes it a lot easier when you have that motivation to push yourself and be a little bit petty. Be angry at, at, at the circumstances you're in and say, hey, winning one title is not good enough. Uh, we got to go back and win as many as we can. I like the fact that Mahomes is out here talking trash just a tiny bit at, at this golf tournament. I like the fact that you've got uh, – Someone like Tyreek Hill going out and saying, yeah, this, this, this isn't good enough for us. You know, we were embarrassed by how we, how we lost that game. You know, getting, going back-to-back in Super Bowls ain't enough for us. I like the fact that they, they're like that because it means that they're going to be motivated to continue to try to win, and that's what we really need from this organization going forward. Coming up next, I tell you why you're probably not really that mad about the Royals draft pick. Big at night. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.